0: This is not your granddad's fight game.
1: When you look at how you're creating content, it's interesting. Social media and digital platforms, I almost feel like they're mature now, even though they're super immature. Uh, I remember back in the day when when it first came out, right? Uh, When MySpace or Friendster or whatever it was, that's when it was immature.
0: That's Dan Gosheroy, Chief Digital Officer at the Professional Fighters League. His background in pop culture is leading the way as his league looks to connect to the modern fan. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Dan Gosroi's previous experience was building audiences with the complex networks. So he's using that background in terms of reach and connection with younger generations and it's guiding the decisions behind building a new interactive league. Our guest this week is the chief digital officer at the Professional Fighters League, Dan Goschroy. Hey, Dan, how are you?
1: I'm very good, Bram. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. Surviving, 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 hoping for a vaccine or a therapeutic. I don't know about you.
1: <laughs> I'll take what they're giving. Yeah, so
0: will I. Uh, that's the light of the year. I'll take what you give me. Whatever you give me, I'll, I'll take it. Um <laughs> Uh Chief to, Ch- Chief just Digital
1: does not, not
0: Yeah, exactly. No kidding. Uh, Chief Digital Officer, these days, I, I think in any other given year, I think I would probably understand what the goals are for any particular right. season or year. How do you kind of view marketing a, a league and a sport digitally uh, when things are so upside down
1: right now? Good question. Well, for the for the PFL, honestly, obviously we want. Uh, to be promoting live events in our season, uh, you know, getting into the playoffs, heading into the championship and all that good stuff. But, you know, fortunately, we, we are a 24-7 media company. And so when, when March rolled around and, and things started looking upside down, we made a very deliberate pivot and we decided to flex our, our media muscles. And so from a goals perspective, we're still trying to grow audience. We're a new league or a young league. So we're still trying to grow our audience. We're still trying to drive brand awareness. We're still trying to tell the great stories of our, of our fighters. And we're trying to drive some revenue. And so those goals remain consistent. And although we're doing it focused on original programming, leveraging our archives, expanding our distribution, launching a, an OTT product, which we launched two weeks ago, And we're very proud of these are the things, you know, that we are, we're focused on and we are, like you said, we're marketing, we're launching digital products. We're focusing on social, still trying to create award-winning content and, and really just focused on what we can control and getting ready for, for next year and, and the season coming.
0: You know, it is um, a lot of people are using this word and no one wants to use it the wrong way opportunity um, because everything is so messed up right now in terms of content patterns. Are you finding that there is an opportunity that would be different for you maybe than any other year um, being a nascent league that is new, that is trying to create a fan base in a crowded space um, because of the circumstances that are out there?
1: Yes, I think one of the differences that we have is we are a young league and, and we're flexible and we're innovative. And so we have opportunities that maybe older leagues that uh, have been built up over a long time. They can't, they can't make those moves that we can make. And uh, so to that, in that regard, it's to our advantage. We're a group of innovative thinkers. We're a group of creative people. We're a group, group of storytellers. And, and that's what we're going to continue to do. and, Listen, we're two years deep. Uh, we have some uh, archival footage with World Series of Fighting in addition to the Professional Fighters League's two seasons. We're leaning in on that archive and we're using that content. But we're not really uh, grounded by any type of rules from the past. And so as we, as we create and as we develop, it's all brand new for us. And we can quickly determine if something's working or if it's not. And then we make a move. And, uh, you know, as our CEO always says, you know, we, we think about the long term, but we move in 90 day clips and that's what we're doing. And, and it's really, I really think that that's been a very helpful process throughout this year, which is set your goals, set your strategy, and then review it quickly and, and make some changes if you need to.
0: Tell me a little bit about the original programming. What are you all creating that you're disseminating?
1: Sure. So we... We've been creating digital uh, programmatic series, and and basically like uh, any digital media company, take a complex or a bleach report would produce. And so, we've launched a series called "Run It Back," which is our fighters uh, watching back their fights with with our with our broadcast talent. And we did it through Zoom, and we used archival content, and we you know we published that across. YouTube and IGTV and Facebook, we saw really, you know, really good numbers on on IGTV for that. It's really a three-minute digital series. Uh, Inside the Knockout takes you behind the behind the story uh, of of our best knockouts of the league. We've been publishing full fights across YouTube and Facebook. They've really been generating great numbers for us. Uh, the audience on those platforms really like to watch full fights. Uh, we've done a six part documentary series on uh, one of our, our top fighters in Rory McDonald who just joined us in the welterweight division from Bellator, former champion of Bellator. So we did a six part documentary series on, on where he came from and, and why he's looking forward to fighting the PSL. And so we were able to leverage new interview footage with him, some new training content with him and some old footage that we licensed from back in the day. And we're getting ready to launch Uh, really excited about this show called prep point. And it's an, it's an interview show hosted by our own Lillian Garcia. She's uh, our in cage announcer, uh, legendary WWE in cage announcer, great, great uh, personality and interviewer. And she's going to be interviewing our, our new fighters, the new fighters that we signed to the roster to give, to give the MMA world a look inside Uh, their personalities and and their routines and why they joined the pfl with a little lean to pop culture we have a great creative team on board and we've we've integrated a bunch of animations into the show so very very excited about that one that launches tomorrow actually so a mix of archive a mix of lifestyle a mix of training and a mix of new content that we're we're figuring out the best way to film it in in this time so we've, we've really kind of Leveraged every every act that we have and we try to reproduce it in a fresh manner and, and make it in a format that people will love
0: uh, I'm, I'm very interested to hear your viewpoint of, of what the content should look like considering what your background is um, You have a lot of experience working with famous music artists um, Katy Perry Snoop Dogg Beyonce um, and you had mentioned Complex, where you were the senior vice president of marketing and audience development there. And anyone who's familiar with that knows that this is very geared young to millennials and Gen Z. And it may or may not be sports-oriented, but it's very culture-oriented. Um, how do you view – well, I, let me start with this. Did you have a deep background working in sports before you came over to the PFL?
1: No, I didn't. Just entertainment. But entertainment is, is pretty transferable and And i I felt like this was a great time to jump into sports. I'm a huge sports fan growing up in boston i uh, I'm a diehard Sox, pats and Celtics fan. so uh, very passionate about sports and followed sports industry. sports industry is very cutting edge when it comes to, to digital and, and and entertainment so uh, but no, I didn't have any experience uh, prior.
0: So using the experience of what you built with some of these artists and for Complex, how did you kind of view what the look and feel content would be for the PFL?
1: Good question. Well, it's per platform, isn't it? I think when you, when you, look, about, when you look at how you're creating content, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's social media and digital platforms, I almost feel like they're mature now, even though they're super immature. Uh, I remember back in the day when, when it first came out, right? Uh, when MySpace or Friendster or whatever it was, that's when it was immature. And so I feel like social and, and YouTubes of the world and websites, et cetera, have, have become fairly mature. And so now you understand what type of content should be created for those platforms. You know, Facebook is that community slash viral feel Instagram is that aspirational quick hit. It's got to be a thumb stopper. It's got to be authentic to your brand voice. And YouTube, build it for the long tail, build it evergreen so it can continue to return hit after hit. So these are the things I learned over my time uh, in, in entertainment, particularly in music and at Complex. And so that's what I'm trying to apply here at the PFL. Always authenticity matters. We're a young brand. We're two years young. And we're developing our brand voice. We've done a very good job of it, and we're just trying to stay authentic to it. And understanding the audiences that we've built on each of those platforms. Like I, like I was saying earlier, YouTube, Facebook, full fight. Give me, give me that action. Let me dig my teeth into it. Instagram highlights. Give me highlights and give me, give me content that's relevant. Give me, give me content that is part of the the current zeitgeist. Uh, a great example of that is we won we just won the 2020 synopsis sports media award for best use of instagram we beat Police reports house of highlights we beat wwe fox sports the score we beat some some major brands in the space and we did it through uh, bringing an audience an engaged audience into our world with highlights and really specifically we ran a program with some of the top creators on Instagram, Ray Rod, Cut Craft, Todd Grip, and we created video game-type highlights of our fight And they they did massive numbers hmm. and brought in a young audience that, that saw that the PFL was different. And the PFL is, is not a, uh, an old stoic league. It's not the other fight promotions. They're unique. They're speaking to the youth, and they're willing to take chances. And I think that really my background helped, uh, bring those, those ideas to fruition that, that we sat around. I have a great, you know, the PFL as a, as a whole, we're a small, great team of creatives and storytellers and, and my digital team, we sat there and we came up with a concept. People pitched it and we, we ran, ran with it.
0: Um, so uh, this leads me to ask like where you want to see it go from a content perspective. Um, you know, in the good old days, which wasn't that long ago, the idea of a league not finding its way into some kind of um, package with an ESPN or a Fox or a CBS or something like that um, uh, seemed logical. Um, does it remain that way? Do you see the success model um, involving a traditional platform or, or do you see that we are in a space where that may not be necessary?
1: It's a very interesting question. We're at we're at a point in time where you certainly need to control your own destiny to a certain extent, but having a partner like ESPN, I mean, they've been an incredible partner to the PFL. They've given us that broad distribution. They've given us the support that we needed, really, to help get the lead on the map. And so, there's always value in distribution. So you need to be smart about it. That being said. We also have many, many other territories and regions that we need to focus on outside of where ESPN would be a broadcast partner. And so we need to be strategic with how we're doing those deals and finding the right partners that are just as supportive and give us the same type of great distribution and reach that ESPN does for us here in the U.S. But there's also the value of having a direct connection with your fans, having your content delivered the manner that you want it. Uh, Always, always available, every device, anytime, anywhere, any place. And that's why we launched our OTP app, because we know the value of our IP. We know the value of our audience and our fans, and we want to continue to deliver that to them, and we want to develop that relationship them very early. And so that's what this app does for us. It's available on iOS, Android, Apple TV, Roku. Amazon Fire, and we'll continue to program it to any of the new platforms, game consoles, smart teams, and that's all forthcoming. And so we understand that in the coming years, this industry is going to continue to change and we need to be ready for that change. And so we're building for that future via our OTP app. And to be honest, it's the best place to consume our content right now. It has all of our full flights, full catalogs from World Series of Fighting PFL season one, PFL season two from last year, all the championships, the highlights behind the scenes, our smart cage technology, which we really we really uh, feel is a differentiator for us. The tech that we deliver during broadcast and then the way we package it post broadcast is something really exciting and something that we're going to lean in on and it will be a, a, a part of everything that we do.
0: We spoke to Don Davis um, not too long ago, and one of the big takeaways, you know, of that conversation, I'm, I'm wondering if you have anything to add to it, was how the ring was going to be wired, um, which will allow for a lot of AI information to be provided to viewers with the goal of in-fight betting, in-fight gaming, all sorts of applications that way. Um, how do you kind of view that um, incorporated in your digital platform?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and what Don was speaking about is, is what we think about on a daily basis. We want to capture all the data possible that that really will make us uh, stand out from our competition. And the way it's presented in broadcast will be one way, but the way we take it down and present it in our app, and our web property, and across our, our own channels on social, that's something that, is really important and in app we definitely want to integrate it into fan engagement plays with betting with gaming uh, we think that that is going to be a real difference maker for us and that's going to that's be coming real soon um,
0: I'll leave you with this how, how do you view um, when fans can come back and watch your events the whole idea of the connection of I get to go watch a sporting event live in person how, how is your league viewing that right now
1: I mean, we all want to have that energy that, that a crowd brings. And there's nothing better. There's nothing better than feeling that energy and 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 having that contribute to the, the change in an event. Uh, the momentum can swing based on the energy of the crowd. But we really care about the safety and healthy of our fighters and all those that work for the PFL and the fans themselves. And so we will we'll take a very uh, cautious approach when it comes to that, I think like everyone else is. And we pay close attention to how all the other leagues are adapting and I think we'll make the right decision as we as we've been making all all year long.
0: Dan Ghosh Roy is the Professional Fighter League's Chief Digital Officer. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you. A pleasure to be on the show. Thanks for having me.
0: On the next Future Sport podcast, getting into the ring during a pandemic just got easier
1: my co-founder todd digress um was taking boxing classes and loved it he loved the sparring and yeah the workout he got from it and he tried to do it at home and and just was was totally missing like the fun of it right so when you're when you're in the ring with with uh your sparring partner it's it's exhilarating. And and he got home with a heavy bag and it was just so boring.
0: That's Jeff Morin, CEO and co-founder of Lightboxer, joining us to talk about bringing the trainer and the interactive ring into your home gym. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. The future sport podcast is brought to you by three Advance, developers of sports tech apps that are AI powered and UX focused. So if you're looking to create some apps for your startup or your sports biz calls for some artificial or business intelligence, you should check out three advance. They're incredible. Go to three advance.com. That's the number three advance.com.